0: Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode 434. The Positive Productivity Podcast, created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I'm so happy that you're here to join us today. And I am thrilled to introduce today's guest, Camille Nisic. Camille is a sleep and stress coach and consultant. And if this is not your first episode, you know how important sleep is to me and that you're all getting adequate amounts. And if this is your first episode, you're about to learn. So,
1: Camille, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much, Kim. I'm thrilled to be here. I love, love, love your show. I love the humor and the authenticity in it. And I'm so thrilled to be here.
0: Oh, thank you. I want you to share your story with listeners. Tell us how you got to this place in your life and became a sleep and stress coach and consultant.
1: Yeah, well, I'd love to. So like many of us, It's something that we kind of came out of, right? But mine happened many decades ago, sadly, at this point. When I was a teenager, a young teenager, I lost my mother. Basically, she succumbed to sleep and stress disorders like chronic diseases that were exacerbated by the fact that she didn't sleep and she had a high-stress life. And I think that sometimes nowadays people don't understand that they live in this state of high stress and their sleep is compromised and they think it's just normal, but it's not normal. And so fast forward to my adult life. And I kind of built my own kind of coping strategies of being a young teen who had lost her mom. And at the time, my parents were divorced, and I was living solely with my mother. And I just kind of developed my own coping strategies. One of the things that I did was I taught myself how to meditate, which I didn't even know what meditation was. Back then there was no internet. I couldn't look it up. (laughs) I just knew that I would give myself quiet time to sit in my mental space and to find that peace and that calm that would then allow me to do whatever it was that I needed to do. And so when I entered the corporate world, I started to see the same things happening, right? I started to see these coworkers that were climbing the corporate ladder, burning the candle from both ends, not sleeping. They started to look older. Um, they just weren't taking care of themselves. And I, like many entrepreneurs, got bitten by the bug of entrepreneurship when I read The 4-Hour Workweek and for a couple of years thought, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know that I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And then I ended up taking a program. I don't know if you're familiar with Marie Forleo's B-School. Took that program. And the pre-work for her program really was how I came to the concept of, oh, what I need to do is teach people about sleep and stress. So that is how I arrived at what I do. Oh, I love it. And I'm
0: so sorry for your loss. I can't even imagine how that must have felt. But thank you for what you are doing today. Just two years ago, I was about... To heal myself because of sleep deprivation. I had been sleeping for two to three hours a night for a year and a half or more. And I was laying in bed just trying to figure out how I was going to do it. And I started praying. And that night, it all worked itself out. And then I instantly saw my purpose with self-care systems and support with people. Although I didn't know the name. Right. Like, I actually thought I was selling peace, passion, and prosperity to people. I don't know how you can possibly do that. It took me another year and a half to figure that out. But one of the foundational steps was just that I needed to be sleeping. But I never realized truly until, and this is embarrassing to admit, but just in the past month, how truly exhausting stress is. Yes. It's ridiculous how exhausting it is and it we were in a rent to own for our house for four years and finally just earlier the month that we're recording we actually bought the house and that next day i was so exhausted like oh my gosh the stress of this past four years Mm -hmm. is behind us and i was exhausted all weekend i would say it would be fair to say i was exhausted for the whole next week just let it it all go. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. People just don't understand. So first of all, one of the top what I call sleep stealers (laughs) is stress. I mean, they are so intimately related. And what ends up happening is that it comes on relatively slowly. And so people think, oh, well, I'm not stressed, because it came on so slowly. But yet, if you think about The behaviors that you have, the shortened sleep that goes on and on, the waking up in the middle of the night, the fact that you don't even breathe deeply enough, all of those are stressors and all of them are going to contribute to your lack of sleep. And so I don't know how you were actually functioning, honestly, on sleep that low, but yeah, you were definitely, you know, putting yourself in grave, grave health by sleeping that little.
0: It's funny when you said the breath Every time somebody mentions breath on the podcast, I realize I'm getting so excited about the content that I've forgotten to breathe. Like, I'll I'll (laughs) sit here, I'll be working, and I I will realize, I don't think I've breathed recently. I mean, of course (laughs) I have, but all of a sudden... (gasps) Mm -hmm.
1: That's because it's one of those autonomic nervous system functions that technically you're not supposed to be thinking about it. But over time, if you teach yourself to breathe shallow, then you will breathe shallow, right? So you have to teach yourself to breathe deeper.
0: You can teach yourself to breathe shallow? You just do it
1: naturally. Okay. You just just do it naturally because the stressors, you know, stress is a physiological response, right? And one of them is changes in your heart rate and your breathing. Mm. So when you're trying to run from a tiger, you're not taking your deepest breaths. (laughs) You're just trying to get moving, right? Right. Uh, So.
0: I was actually, I was watching Harry Potter. Okay. This past weekend. Huge Harry Potter fan. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) I watched the whole series this past weekend. It's the first weekend in in forever that I did not spend any more than I would say 20 minutes on my computer the whole weekend, which is amazing. And I watched the whole series with my kids and I was watching chamber of secrets and he's running from the basilisk Mm -hmm. and I was just watching him. I was like, how is he not breathing? Like when you Mm -hmm. get into those fight or flight modes, I mean, I guess he has to hold his breath so that the basilisk doesn't hear him. But it just occurred to me in that very moment, what what would I do? Like, Right. Because I would be like, oh my gosh, this <laughs> thing is coming after me. But going back to what you said about you don't even know how I was functioning,
1: I really wasn't. Right. Exactly. And that's kind of what I was thinking was your ability to function was so compromised that, yeah, there were just things that you just weren't getting done. I wasn't
0: parenting. Well, Nothing's changed about my cooking. I mean, I was still burning food. (laughs) But I could barely get to sleep on any given night, even when I was exhausted, because I was so stressed Mm -hmm. that I had about a gazillion things running through my head. And I wasn't really journaling like I should have been then, so I wasn't letting it all go. And then I would be waking up all night just stressed. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do this. I would be dreaming about everything that I needed to do. And then... The next morning, I would be stressed the second my eyes opened, already exhausted with the day to come. And okay, that makes it sound like I got a whole night of sleep, but I really didn't. But you weren't. No, you weren't resting. No, no, Mm -mm. I mean, it didn't matter if I technically was in bed for eight hours or for two hours. But the second that my feet hit the floor... I've tried to explain this before, but it felt like vines of anxiety were crawling up my body immediately. And I just wanted to get back into bed because I was so freaking stressed out. Like I couldn't even focus. So everything that I did took, I would have to say four times as long as it should have until I started turning that back around and started sleeping. And I thought that by sleeping more that I would be giving up productivity and losing money. But I was shocked at what happened that yes. wasn't
1: it. That's why I call sleep an accelerator for your business. Because you're right. First of all, you said that everything that you did took four times as long. That is so true. And you became aware of that. But most people are not aware. So they think, oh, no, no, I'll just stay up later and I'll get more done. No, you won't. You'll be repeating. You'll be further distracted by the things that already distract you. And your clarity will be so compromised that it'll just take you longer to achieve things that you would normally achieve in less time if you are rested.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm sorry to the Infusionsoft clients I was working with at the time. Because it's like, it really is like a drunk driver. You don't want anybody driving your vehicle when they're drunk. You don't want anybody managing your Infusionsoft campaigns
1: when they're sleep deprived. Period. Do you want to hear a little scary fact about drowsy driving? It's worse. Yeah, there are more traffic fatalities and traffic incidents caused by drunk driving and drug-induced driving combined. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can so picture that. And it's scary, you know, it's really scary.
0: And I can also see how you were saying like it's slow onset because my sleep deprivation started when my twins were born. I mean, there's a difference between child induced sleep deprivation. I mean, that's to be expected. Hopefully you have a support team, but you might not. And you're just at your wits end. But I know that for women who have had children and have experienced from postpartum, You understand the depression that can come along with the hormonal changes, but there's also the sleep deprivation part that's contributing, at least in my opinion.
1: I'm not a doctor, but I would have to think that it's a great contributor. You're spot on. People think that it is purely hormonal, and it could be, but those thoughts that come into your mind when you're sleep deprived, absolutely, and I used to call them the lonely hours those hours that you're awake in the middle of the night because you're nursing the baby or taking care of the baby or what have you. And those mental tapes that start to come into your mind because you're up in the middle of the night, you're craving sleep, the rest of the house is probably asleep or at least your bed partner is asleep. (laughs) And those are really truly lonely hours and those thoughts tend to get not so clear. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Oh yeah, I remember sitting in my oldest son's room outside of New York city at those lonely hours. And I was just so resentful. Mm -hmm. And I've never admitted this on the podcast before, but I hated it. Like I was so resentful that I had the boobs and dad did not. And here I am. Like, I just wanted to yank my ex-husband's, you know, whatever. And say, take care of this. (laughs) Take care of this because I can't do it anymore. But in those lonely hours of entrepreneurship, I found myself just endlessly scrolling on social media instead of doing whatever I really should have been doing. I was searching for the next dollar.
1: Yeah. And it becomes an easier default activity.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which in turn decreases the productivity even more. Mm -hmm. So like three hours later, I've gone through the 180 Facebook groups that I suddenly found myself in with no more clients. And the work that I was stressing about is no more
1: closer to done than it was supposed to be. Exactly. And that's why, you know, when I think about we're coming to the end when we're recording this, we're halfway through your calendar year. And I literally think all of the entrepreneurs out there, if you decide, hey, I want to sleep my way through the rest of 2018, that is going to be an accelerator for your business. It's not going to harm your business. Trust me when I sell you that. Oh, absolutely. My husband. He
0: doesn't ever hear his alarm. He uses his iPhone, which I know if I were his sleep
1: coach, I would say, no, no, no.
0: (laughs) Well, he just doesn't hear it anyway. Mm -hmm. And it's birds chirping. And this morning it went off and I told him, I'm going to kill your birds. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've actually gotten to the point where I've turned the alarm off on my phone. When I feel like getting up, I will get up. Which isn't as late as I would like on any given morning because we do have three littles right across the hall who this is gonna make me sound like such a horrible parent, but we have to lock them into their room because what they do when they get loose is just imagine the world's biggest dog running loose through your house times three, like it's not good,
1: so <laughs> I heard that on another podcast, and I thought she's not a bad parent, she's controlling their environment. I love it.
0: <laughs> you should see the walls in there. <laughs> I don't know how, but they manage to take crayons into the room every single night. So every night there's more decoration. But yeah, so now that two out of the three at least are potty trained, that's what we wake up to is, I've got to go pee. But I'll tell you, <laughs> I would rather wake up at a decent hour to i I've got to go pee, than wake up exhausted because I'm pushing myself to get just a little bit more done. Like I've started giving up on that at night. I'll stress myself out thinking, I just have to get this done. But I'm sitting here yawning, my eyes are drooping, my head's wobbling. Like, Kim, be real.
1: Just go to bed. Yeah, you obviously have become so aware and that's so important. And I always tell people, you know, when you feel that first wave of drowsiness, that is your body telling you that it's time to go to sleep. Do not get your second wind. Go to bed when that happens. Because when you get that second wind, you think that you're going to be more productive. It feels like you're alert and you're going to be more productive. But just like you said, your productivity is going to go down. It's going to take you four times or longer to do things. It's just not worth it. And the ideal state is that you sleep. Hopefully, I would like you to sleep at a regular time every day. But you wake without an alarm clock. You shouldn't need an alarm clock. Now, you might need to have an appointment or what have you. And you might set one, but ideally if you're doing the things that you should do around your sleep, you're probably going to wake up without it and feel fully rested.
0: Yeah. No, in full disclosure, I do go to bed late and I have gotten my second wind. I'm just putting it out there. I know that you're like, oh, (laughs) but I'm going to bed somewhere between 11 and one, but I'm sleeping until 830. Okay. So... At any given night, I mean, I would have to say it's averaging out to eight hours, which is definitely better than two to three. And I have absolutely that first wind, like first thing in the morning, I don't want people talking to me like that makes me sound mean, but that's my productivity time. Like that's when I don't want to talk to clients. I don't want to have podcasts first thing in the morning. That's when I get in and get a whole lot of stuff done. And I finally gotten aware of the fact that, yes, I have that creative juice time First thing in the morning. And if I'm totally exhausted, then I don't have that. It just goes right away. But there's that one more that comes around ten o'clock. So you're saying mm-hmm. ignore it and just
1: go to bed? If it's preceded by drowsiness, yes, go to bed.
0: No. It's just like my second wave. Like it mm-hmm. it's not preceded by drowsiness. Okay. When I get tired now, I listen. Okay. Because I am not You're tuned in. Yeah. The experience that I went through two years ago was actually my second experience with sleep deprivation. I was actually admitted to the mental hospital, and I don't have any problem admitting this, in 2008, after a a two-and-a-half-year cycle of the same thing. I was working a full-time job trying to build a different business at night, and I had a son that had just been born when I started the business, but I did this for two-and-a-half years But I also have to say that I was neglecting not only my sleep, but my health. I have a thyroid condition and my business that I was starting was an online scrapbooking supply store. So if you can imagine, I had scrapbooking supplies everywhere and my thyroid medicine had gotten lost in the mess of it. And I just wasn't focusing on my own self-care. So combined sleep deprivation with hypoactive thyroidism that's Mm. not being treated That's nasty. It's not a good recipe. No, it's quite literally a recipe for disaster. And by, I'll tell you, it was January 2nd, 2008. You can look it up on Google, people. Britney Spears was admitted to the mental hospital the same day. I was hallucinating. Like I thought Mm -hmm. there were cops outside waiting for me for no reason. I would see the lights and everything. And Mm -hmm. I've been asked before, well, were you on drugs? Were you drinking? No, absolutely not. I was sleep deprived and neglecting my own health. So I'm going to tell you why, listeners, you need to talk to Camille if you're not, even before you get to the point that I'm talking about. When I went into the mental hospital, they knew I was exhausted. They knew that my thyroid was out of whack. But what they did was they put me on to four different antidepressant medications that, to be totally honest, I didn't need. Mm Mm-hmm wellbutrin prozac ativan ativan was the worst by the way it was the best but it was the worst like you don't want to get hooked on that is all i'll say but i didn't need those medications and i am full of ideas at any given moment but what those medications did was make my brain white that's the best Mm -hmm. way i can say it on any given day i feel like i have the new york city subway system of ideas flowing through my head and i just have to keep it under control Mm -hmm. But my brain was completely empty. I'm surprised I could even have a conversation on all those drugs.
1: I am too. Yeah. And it just, the sleep deprivation will absolutely kill your innovative ideas. I call, one of the things I talk about is nine figure napping, meaning you need to employ napping as a strategy, not only for your business and, and to get that refresh that most people need late afternoon. And usually they're going for caffeine, but instead of going for caffeine, if they take a power nap, that's when the ideas will start flowing again. And so- You can use napping as a strategy to make sure that you don't have, you know, if you have a period of time in your business where you have to push through and you have to stay up a little bit late using napping as a strategy, not only will close what I call sleep debt, but also in the industry call sleep debt, but it'll also help you with those ideas and that innovation and to not lose that creative piece that makes you and your business what it is.
0: I love that. For the longest time, I actually had an afternoon nap time scheduled into my calendar Well, I would love to get your
1: opinion on this. I've heard people Mm -hmm. say that they cannot nap. Most people can nap somewhat, but they have to be careful of how long they nap. So the average sleep cycle, a full sleep cycle, is 90 to 120 minutes. Some people have 80-minute sleep cycle on occasion, but in general it's 90 to 120 minutes. If you're a person who in the past has tried to take a 90 minute nap and you wake up from it and you feel groggy and you feel worse, you probably have a 120 minute sleep cycle and you don't wanna wake up in the middle of it. So if you've gone past kind of the 60 minute window, I like to say, You've got to be really careful what comes behind that 60-minute window because if you get into the wrong sleep phase and you come out of the sleep, you're going to feel worse. So it's just a matter of knowing what your sleep and your nap history and habits are and then figuring out a nap strategy that works for you. Most people can do a power nap pretty easily because I like to say 20 to 30 minutes. You're not going to get very far, but you are going to feel refreshed. So 30 minutes is usually a safe window, but myself, I can take easily a 60 to 70 minute nap and feel amazing and so clear and so ready to go after that.
0: Yeah, my naps, I've found the sweet spot. I never realized it was so difficult to say to be 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. If I go longer, especially during the summer, my boys are my alarm. I'll tell them, get me up in 25 minutes. Do not let me sleep longer. Because if they let me sleep longer, then just as you were saying, I'm into that cycle.
1: Yep. And that's perfect.
0: Yeah, do not wake me up after that, because when they forget or get engrossed in whatever they're doing and it's now fifty minutes in, there's no getting me out of bed. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. just let me sleep. Just let me sleep. But when I'm up after 25 minutes, it's like, bang, it's like nine o'clock in the morning again. I'm wide awake and it would feel like I've had 15 Mountain Dews just recently. And it's amazing. But that's another shift I've made is I love coffee. I haven't given up coffee. I tried to give up coffee and soda at the same time. I would not recommend that to anybody. (laughs) Like migraines, nausea, that's what I experienced. You don't want to... Mm. I would just personally not recommend it. You might have different opinions. But I did take myself for the most part off of soda. And my sleep has dramatically improved off of that too because I'm not grabbing a do at 9 o'clock at night.
1: Yeah, caffeine is... I always... Say that you know, you have to drink it responsibly. And I actually have what I call a coffee curfew. So I personally know that how caffeine affects my sleep. And so I don't have caffeine after 12pm. Some people think, Oh my gosh, how do you even make it but coffee or caffeine, it has a half life in your body. And so And it tends to affect women, generally speaking, more than men. And so their half-life tends to be longer. And so on average, it's about seven hours, right? So if you're having coffee and then about seven hours later, half of it is out of your system, not all of it, but half of it you need to be kind of aware of that. And so depending on where that seven hours lands, if you're trying to go to sleep at that time, you don't want to have a ton of caffeine in your system. On the flip side of that though, when it wears off, when it truly wears off, you're going to have a rush of drowsiness. So ideally you would like to time that rush of drowsiness for a time that you would actually like to go to sleep. So you just have to drink it responsibly. I am a coffee drinker. People often think, oh, you, you're a sleep coach. You must not drink coffee. Oh, I absolutely do. And I enjoy it. I enjoy the taste of it. I enjoy the little bit of a boost from it. I don't abuse it. I can go without it any one day. But I definitely have a coffee curfew.
0: So you said seven hours? Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense. Because my 12-year-old can make a really awesome iced coffee. Mm-hmm. and he got into the habit of making iced coffee for me at three o'clock when he gets home from school. And that just lines up to when I would see like the right. break. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Cause most people, if you consume coffee regularly, right about that half-life time is truly the time that it's going to wear off for you. So yeah. And what ends up not to get too sciencey, but essentially the caffeine is no longer blocking receptors that keep you alert. And so you're going to have a drowsy wave come after that. And if you've got that timed for when you are ready to go to sleep, perfect.
0: Okay. I'm not ready to give up that 3 p.m. iced coffee, but I can totally see it now. I mean, I'm, oh, it just gave me so much clarity because usually it's a cup of hot coffee when I get up in the morning. And then he'll take the morning's coffee and make the iced coffee in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. But yeah, what do you see to be worse than? I'm just sort of curious. The five hour energy drinks or a pack of cigarettes? Oh my
1: God. At the gas station. Oh, which is worse? I honestly, those energy drinks just infuriate me. (laughs) I mean, if I had to pick one, I would definitely say the energy drink because I'm thinking literally, if you gave yourself 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and take a power nap, you're going to be so much better off that it's just not worth it.
0: Well, it's just so fascinating to me, and I don't mean this a good fascinating, I mean a bad fascinating. Okay, I'm in Ohio, so we have, maybe I better not say the name. I don't want to be sued like Oprah for, you know? (laughs) Right. Okay, so we have these massive gas stations, Uh and people can go in there, they can buy alcohol, and they can buy the five-hour energy drinks. We can't drink
1: alcohol while driving, but why can we drive these energy drinks? Yep. I agree. Oh my gosh. It's just such a slippery slope. I mean, people don't understand the ramifications. And then if it becomes a habit, there's all sorts of issues that can come up. And again, I don't want to get in trouble right. <laughs> with those manufacturers either. But, you know, there's a better way to truly get some real energy as opposed to the artificial energy that comes from that without the downstream effects. So,
0: I mean, truckers have laws. And I may be off on the numbers here, but I believe what I heard is that. Truckers can drive for eight hours and then they'll log it in their books. Yeah, they do. And then they have to be off the road for a certain amount of time. Again, I, I'm not a trucker, I'm not married to a trucker. There are no truckers in my family, so I don't know the official rules. But if they're expected to follow these laws for not only their safety, but the safety of everybody else on the road, then why
1: aren't we doing the same for ourselves in our life? So true. Yeah. And I actually am married to someone who used to be a trucker. So yes, that is true. And it's funny because over the years, there used to be a way that you could kind of, you know, fudge those logs. And now they've kind of taken precautions so that that can't be the case. But it's true. We depend on them. We depend on people to stay awake. We depend on, you know, medical profession and first responders and what have you to be awake at certain hours that are really not good for their health. And so we need to, on the flip side, make sure that we have a culture of valuing sleep because ultimately we're all better off, right? Again, everything from innovative ideas from entrepreneurs, just pure health. It's amazing to me how so many people will say, oh my gosh, I'm going to get healthy. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to sleep five hours and I'm going to get up and work out you would be so much better off metabolically and cognitively in terms of the decision-making you're going to make around food to sleep the seven hours and skip the workout.
0: Mm -hmm. It's so interesting that you're saying this. And a few of my podcasting friends and I have said over and over again that we feel like when we're having guests like you on our show that this is coaching that we needed. So thank you. Because just last week, actually for the past few months, listeners have been hearing me saying how I want to get more fit I want to join the gym. I want to join the Y. I want to work out. But a couple weeks ago, I was struggling with the fact, well, when am I going to have time to? I'm going to have to get up at 530. And just last week, I finally said to myself, no, I don't. I'm an entrepreneur. I can set my own damn schedule so I can get my sleep and I can block out an hour in the middle of my day to go
1: to the gym. Exactly. Because you said that you, on average, go to bed between 11 and 1. You definitely, especially on the 1 o'clock side, should not be getting up at 5.30 to work out if you went to bed at 1.
0: Yeah, totally. And that would be what I would have to do to be able to get home to get the kids out the door Mm -hmm. for school and daycare. And that just sounds like hell to me. Like, no, don't drag my butt out of bed at 5.30. I mean, I'm getting older. I'm sorry, listeners. And I'm sorry to you, Camille.
1: I'm getting older, too. (laughs) I'm getting older. I mean, it's
0: hell to have to wake up before 6 o'clock just to go pee in the middle of the night, okay? And I get cranky are you serious body? I have to get out of bed to go pee. I mean, I was the one in my family growing up who could make it from New York down to Florida, okay, driving without Mm -hmm. stopping. So don't, you're seriously getting me out of bed to go pee. Don't get me out of bed to go to the gym. I can only imagine what that would do for the rest of my day, but I can imagine what it will do for my day when I'm getting eight hours of sleep and getting my productive work time in in the morning. I'm going to the gym Now, I'd love your opinion on this. When 2.30 has been like a great nap time for me, like Mm -hmm. that's when I find myself hitting that later in the day. Should I take that as my workout time or should I still preserve that as my nap time?
1: No, you should have your nap. And honestly, I mean, I don't know what you're planning to do for a workout, but... You could have your 25-minute power nap and still do a workout right after and you'd probably feel amazing. And again, ideas would be flowing. You'd be ready to go for your you know, second shift, if you will. Yeah, I would say nap first.
0: Yeah, actually, that sounds like a brilliant idea because especially a school will be starting for my kids back up soon. They can wake me up when they get back from school. I feel like a little bit lazy admitting this all, but they can wake me up. I can go to the gym, go get my littles. Then I can still have my evening powwow, getting whatever else I have to get done. I have to just put out there though, seeing as the the pillars of my business are self-care systems and support, that sleep was just the first step because now I'm getting the system set up and I'm getting my support team set up as well. So I don't have to be here doing everything in order for work to be getting done and for the business to be bringing in money. It's just the fact of the matter now. And I know that not all listeners will be there, but keep it on. Don't give up
1: on sleep, though. No. And there's ways that you can manage it and still, you know, kind of build your business. That is one of my biggest passions because being an entrepreneur myself, having a day job, knowing that, yes, you have something that that is your gift that you want to give to the world, but you cannot compromise your health to get it. You've got to be smart about it.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it pains me to think that if I made the wrong decision two years ago, that I wouldn't be here having Mm -hmm. this conversation, right? But, and especially, we're recording this in 2018, in the summer of 2018, and we've just come out of seeing a couple huge celebrities die. And I know that one of them, Anthony Bourdain, was exhausted. I Mm -hmm. mean, it was in the articles that I was reading. That's not to say that everything we read is true, but I can imagine how he could be exhausted. And looking at all the people, all the actors and actresses and musicians, they're on these crazy work schedules. And so many people want to blame it on drugs and alcohol. Well, I guarantee you that the drugs and alcohol wouldn't have been even considered if they had just gotten more sleep while they were in this
1: yeah it is work when i literally kim i did a facebook live about this around when carrie fisher and george michael and prince died and i was just not okay with that i was like i'm not okay these are people from you know that i like were cultural icons to me and i'm not okay with this and when you dig a layer deeper like you said it's the travel and it's the lack of sleep or it's pain and if you're in pain you're not sleeping and so it was just all balled up in if someone could have gotten them some sleep and could have addressed some of these other issues they would still be here so Mm -hmm. yeah and again anthony bourdain's case i mean that much travel travel is a huge sleep disruptor and if you don't manage the travel that's coming up in your life and manage your sleep around it i did a facebook live on this too you know you're going to get there and either you're going to feel awful through your amazing trip that you just planned or you're just going to miss a bunch of it so there's a way to prepare yourself so for that travel so that you get the best of both worlds um, you just have to be smart about it and so I, but at the end of it when people talk about being healthier and what happens to some of these celebrities it's like the foundation is the sleep and everything else gets built upon that and so if you don't have a firm foundation the house that you build on top of it is going to be not so sturdy
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. I do believe I shared this on an episode in the fall of 2017. I woke myself up snoring on the red eye. I have trouble admitting I snore. My husband has told me, you only snore when you are severely exhausted, because he notices Mm -hmm. all these things. But I had gone to an event, and I'm normally on the East Coast. This was on Mm -hmm. the West Coast. It runs late every night. My body tells me that I need to get up at what equates to four o'clock their time because my body is just used to it so by the time I got on the red eye to come home I was just beat I mean I remember I had my laptop on my lap thinking okay I'm gonna do all the work that I was planning on doing while I was there wrong and I woke myself up twice snoring and I just looked around thinking who can I pin this on (laughs) because it wasn't me
1: (laughs) yeah and let's hope it was the snoring that woke you up and not stopping breathing because those two things are intimately related with respect to sleep. And so if you were not breathing, then you might have been waking yourself up too. Mm. Again, if you're not a, no, a, a I heard constant myself snorer, snore. then it was definitely the noise. But yeah, I mean, other people that have that are chronic snorers, you know, again, they might have sleep apnea, which again, you now you need to go to your doctor for that. But sometimes it's just, yeah, being aware of those things, right?
0: Right. No, in this case, I heard and felt myself mm-hmm. snore. Actually, my 15-year-old is being studied for sleep apnea right now. Mm -hmm. So he's scared out of his mind because he Googled it. Thank you, Google, for (laughs) putting, you know, 100 times more fear into my son than he probably needs. But he is very much like me and my husband. I mean, again, listeners, if this is your first episode, you may not know my husband is a video game developer. As my form of relaxation, sometimes I play video games I will go in and ride a dinosaur in the game that I play and bite other dinosaurs as my way of not telling clients how I feel about them. (laughs) just I got (laughs) to put it out there, okay? And gamers tend to stay up a lot later than they should Mm -hmm. often. And when I'm not out here monitoring him, like I've gotten up a couple times in the last few weeks and found that at seven o'clock, he is still up and gaming him. You do realize that you're being monitored right now, right? He's like, yeah, well, I didn't want to worry you. I was like, well, you are worrying me because it's now seven o'clock in the morning. You've been up for at least 24 hours. When are you going to go to bed? Oh, I'll just go to bed tonight at the normal time. Like, no, you will go to bed right now. Mm -hmm. You need to understand what sleep deprivation is going to do to you. So he went to bed for a little bit. This actually just happened last week. And he says, can you get me up in a couple hours? I nodded. My fingers were crossed under my desk and he he had big attitude when he got up later in the night or later in the afternoon, like an hour later than I was supposed to wake him up. And I just looked at him and I said, you know, you are grouchy and tired right now because you decided to stay up for 36 hours playing video games. So what part of your attitude should be my problem right now? Go back to bed. And so he did. And then he got back up later and he's like, I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't have stayed up later. I'm sorry for my attitude. I was just tired. And that's truth. Yeah. It's our health. It's our attitude. It's even our complexion. I was shocked by that.
1: Yes. People will start to look aged Mm -hmm. when they are sleep deprived. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I am normally very modest. Like I have a hard time complimenting myself. Okay. I think a lot of people do, but I looked in the mirror earlier this weekend with the stress of the house gone and was really having great sleep lately and having just taken the whole weekend off and spent it with my family. I looked in the mirror and I didn't have any makeup on. I was like, wow, you look good today, Kim. I don't think I've ever done that before in my whole
1: life. You should do that more.
0: Yeah, I think we all should do it more. But I was like, you don't have concealer on, but you really don't need it today. And it's the first time in a
1: while that I've actually... I mean, how many of us have been short on sleep and then snapped at someone or said something that we didn't want to? Everybody, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I'm sorry, this is so TMI, but in that sleep deprivation that ended in 2016... I actually feel really bad for my husband. I mean, it's no secret that we have a lot of kids. Everybody knows how kids are created. But in an effort to get out of depression and anxiety in that state, they didn't ask me again if I had been getting enough sleep. But they put me on something again. I don't even remember what. But it completely zapped any sex drive. And I feel Mm -hmm. bad for my husband because it is a big part of our relationship and I know you probably didn't expect this conversation to go there but it was unfortunate because my drive to just do 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 more or you know I I don't Mm -hmm. think I needed that many do's just it wasn't just the mom that I didn't want to be or the business
1: owner it was the wife too it's so true and literally I, I can't remember what year it was I feel like it was 2012 there was a sleep study that the National Sleep Foundation did. And it was some crazy number, like 77% of Americans said they would prefer to have an extra hour of sleep than to have sex. I mean, and let's just be honest, you know, that's because we're all sleep deprived, right? Or not all of us, but many. I mean, it's true. When you're not rested, that is not top of
0: mind. Oh, yeah. My husband will tell me like, there's just those nights that he'll try. But I'm just I'm out. And he knows better than to even try anymore because I am out. And I have to respect that a lot. I'm like, thank you because I was exhausted. And while I probably would have enjoyed it, no, just don't.
1: Let (laughs) me sleep. He's like, okay. I'm going to enjoy it much more if I'm rested. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Camille, this has been absolutely amazing. I want to thank you for all the insight and just everything that you've contributed. And listeners, I hope you are taking notes. And I want you to share the ahas that you've had off of this episode on the show notes page, which you can find at thekimsutton.com forward slash pp434. But Camille, can you share with listeners where they can find you and connect with you online? And we'll make sure to include those links as well in the show notes?
1: Yeah. So given your audience, I really think the best place is to do my seven day sleep to succeed challenge. So literally in that seven day process, you will figure out how much you yourself should sleep. So everybody's sleep need is individual, meaning, you know, you hear the myth that everybody needs eight hours. Actually, that varies. So on average, people need seven to nine hours of sleep, but you yourself have to figure out what your sleep need is. And in that seven day challenge that you can find at sleep debt to success.com you can go through that process it's a self-paced challenge and you can figure out what your sleep need is and to address some of the common problems around getting to sleep and getting the sleep that you yourself need individually
0: awesome so that was sleep debt like d-e-b-t yes
1: to success.com
0: success. okay again that will be in the show notes at the kim forward slash pp434 Camille, thank you so much again. What you are doing is so needed for entrepreneurs, for professionals, for moms,
1: for everybody. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate being here. Happy to help your listeners in any way I can.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. Do you have a parting piece of advice
1: or a golden nugget that you can share with listeners? Yeah. One of the things I'd like to leave everyone with is just without sleep, there are no dreams to wake up to.